Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, sickos. Kev Tardello here, bringing you another presser pod. We got to speak to head coach G.J. Kinney, quarterback T.J. Finley, and running back, the nation's leader in all-purpose yards, Ismail Mahdi. Uh, they started practice this week ahead of the Surf Pro First Responders Bowl, December 26th in Dallas, as all of you are well aware of. Can't wait for that. We'll be there. December practice for the Bobcats. No classes, just practice. It's a, it's a, new, it's a new thing, at least for most of the Bobcats. TJ Finley said that you know, he's a grad student. He only had nine hours, so he's, he's kind of had that had that deal since October. Not a ton of classes, so he's been able to focus on football, focus on his, his new family as well with twins. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you saw on Twitter that I, I tweeted the comments from TJ Finley where he was, he was non-committal about his future with the Bobcats after the bowl game. He, he is playing in the bowl game. He did commit to that, uh, but he, he said that he wasn't sure what his decision was going to be. He's going to wait for that. That could be staying at Texas State. That could be going pro. That could be transferring somewhere else, which was the interesting little nugget that he added to that, the, the transferring part, uh, to, to throw that out there. Uh, I, I don't read too, too much into it. You know, obviously it's it's worth talking about when he says that. Uh, I, I've mentioned it on episode 147 of Win Now or Get Bent. Go check that out if you missed it. We put it out last night. Uh, it's just below your feed. On the audio feed, if you if you missed it, just scroll down underneath the presser pod. Uh, but but I did say there that I, I felt like that was some public negotiating, which is is probably the new normal with how everything is going, especially with the NCAA just ruling that there won't be the transfer or the 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 penalty for players for multi multi time transfers. They won't be penalized. They won't have to sit out a year. Now I've heard that it's not necessarily starting right now where it seemed like things were going to go crazy. They did just rule on that, but I, I, that's more so for, for next year so that they can figure everything out. I'm sure they got to add some extra little little strings to that so that it's not just uh, every single day, basically all 120 players could, could basically leave is what it looks like right now, but I'm sure they're going to reel it back in a little bit. Um but even even with all of that, with the new normal, I think that's why he has to publicly say that specifically. And I guess I'm talking about what I already talked about on that episode again, just because the comments are actually on this this episode. Um, you know, it, it's it's who who knows exactly where it's going to land. But it, it's it, I can say this: he had a really good season here at Texas State. He set a bunch of records. Uh, he knows what's here. He doesn't know what is in other places. So we'll see. We'll see how all that shakes out. I'll let you listen to the to the audio and, and come to your own conclusions. But there's some other news. Uh, if you've been following along on, on my Twitter, I was talking about Barrick Neely possibly returning to the Bobcats, this time as the running backs coach. As we all know, Eric Stevens, he left. Uh, don't exactly know what that situation was. 
um, where we don't know if he was let go, if he resigned. It seems more leaning towards he was let go, just how the language of it all and the comments from from the coaching staff. Uh, it seemed like they were making room for something, and that something might be Barrick Neely. Uh, if, if many of you know who that is, he's he's the third all-time leading passer in Texas State's history. Uh, that 2005 season, a magical season for Texas State. Uh, he went on at a l- little stint in the pros, mainly in the CFL for a while before moving on to to coaching at UTEP, starting at, at you know, actually San Marcos High, in, in San Marcos, San Marcos Baptist, and at San Marcos High School. And then he moved on to UTEP uh, as a director of player personnel, worked his way up to as an on-the-field on coach, as running backs coach, and he's been there since 2020 for four seasons uh, until there was a coaching change there. Now he's looking for a job. Bobcats are looking for a running back coach. Seems like it's it's a match made in heaven. Bring the guy home, right? Barrick Neely, it's what all of us want. I feel like it's what a lot of people have been saying for years, especially seeing him over at UTEP. It's like, what what's he doing over there? But... Uh, you know, Barrick Neely has, has proven himself a, a, a really good coach, a really good recruiter, and he does have other suitors. So I, I know it, it's not like, it's not a done deal, but I do know that the Bobcats are targeting him. That was, that was an interesting thing to learn. It was a good thing to learn. Uh, it, it's kind of what I wanted to hear when I was pestering about this. So it is, it is good to see that they are, are going after him. Now they, the, this did happen before with Spavadol, where they did go after him and it didn't work out then. So um, you, you, you never know how it's, how it's going to shake out. But Barrick Neely on the Bobcats' radar. It's a good thing. I'm sure a lot of you are, are, are pretty excited about that. I know I am. That would be fun, bringing everybody back. I mean, Bailiff is already here. Uh, I, I thought it was great, too. He brought in Lindsey Scott Jr. As a, as a coach as well for this for this staff uh just it shows the respect for for Kenny and the staff and and what they're building here at Texas State um speaking of building recruiting talked some recruiting on episode 147 but there's since been an update on recruiting we talked about 12 commits all of them were high school commits uh there has been a 13th commit and this is from a transfer speaking of UTEP I'm sure I wonder who knows if there's anybody helping out here, but James Neal, linebacker for UTEP. He'll be transferring to Texas State. He's got one year left. Uh, they show him in the, in the picture on Twitter wearing number zero, Brian Holloway's number. We know he'll be gone. I wonder if he'll be taking over that spot, manning the middle, running that defense, because that that'll definitely be a spot that needs to be filled for the Bobcats. But James Neal, they need, they need guys on defense, and they went and got one. And, you know, and yesterday... On the pod, I'm recording this on Thursday, I should say, Thursday, December 14th. Uh, yesterday on the pod, I was talking about the three D commits as well. And one of them was Michael Savali, he's a linebacker. And you never know exactly what happens there, especially when you see Savali, all of a sudden he pops up. He, he's committed to HCU, which is you know FCS compared to Texas State FBS. Makes you wonder if, if there was a, a tough conversation and they decided to go in another d- direction for a linebacker and there's James Neal. That's totally me speculating. Just reading the the tea leaves. I haven't haven't talked to anybody about that. So please don't take that for what you will. But you know, it, it seems 
uh, pretty apparent when when it's when it's out there like that. They are also recruiting. They're recruiting more transfers. I tweeted about Florida transfer offensive lineman Jordan Herman, 6'8", 375 pounds for Jordan Herman. He said, Bray Walker, hold my beer. I'm, I'm the biggest man in Texas State's history. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who the biggest player is at Texas State, but uh, 6'8", 375 would, would definitely be in the running. It's, it's, a, it's a big guy. Center as well, too. I mean, Caleb Johnson leaving. These guys, they're, they're flipping everything I knew, everything I knew on its head about centers. When it, you don't really see them as really tall guys, you see a guy 6'8", 375, you're like, okay, put him at tackle. But no, they're, they're, they're playing him at center. Um, but yeah, he, he was pictured with all the coaches uh, on a visit for the with the Bobcats. So that's a good sign. I know they're moving more quietly this season. Last year they were trying to make a lot of noise, new guys on the block. They wanted everybody to to notice what they were doing. Now since they've they've almost proven themselves there's a proof of concept to to give players, they seem like they're moving a little quieter. Where it's it's uh it's it's if you see posts and everything, it's more so from players. Although you know you have coaches still tweeting hints getting excited about commits, the whole Russian cover. We still see a lot of that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you'll even hear it on the audio from G.J. Kinney here in just a second where he he talks about that there are, are commits that aren't public yet. So signing day, December 20th through the 22nd next week. Signing period, I should say. Early signing period from Wednesday to Friday next week. So we'll find out a lot more then. Uh, that'll do it. That'll do it for the update before audio press conference audio. Uh, I know tomorrow on Friday, we are allowed to talk to the coordinators, which would be great coming out to practice. This is is real nice, nice off season, December practices to cover helps me get more checks from the express news. So, you know, that's always a good thing. Uh, but we're going to get to talk to the coordinators, Mac Leftwich, Jonathan Patkey and Daniel DePrado. I'm sure DePrado is going to fire us up. TJ did say before the press conference that DePrado has already offered his his twin boys, which is a smart move. So wherever wherever DePrado is in about eighteen to nineteen years, he's going to have uh, uh, potentially two Finleys on his roster. But all right, let's get to these let's get to these football guys. GJ Kenny up first, then it'll be TJ Finley, and then Mahdi. Uh, I'll make sure to have good content for you from the the coordinators. So check that out. And check out our YouTube. Check out episode 147 if you didn't already. I got to talk to the wizard, Zachary Webb, the great producer of Winnower Get Bent. It's great to always chat with him, catch up. He's uh, you know he's doing, he's doing a pod. Shout out to Deaton Street. I got to shout that out more. Deaton Street. Go go subscribe to them on YouTube. He's doing a pod with his, his good buddy, Dustin. Uh, and so he's, he, he can tell he's a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable talking on the pod. So go, go check him out. Go check out the, the wizard, but all right, everybody, GJ Kenny coming up win now or get bent. Take it away from here. Coach, uh, you're starting practice this week. I just said last week, just academics. Yep. What's the focus this week? Are you going to take a rise? Are you going to yep. looking at them or just about what y'all are doing? Yeah, coordinators uh, got after that yesterday. Um, 
probably half recruiting, half rice. Um, I guess what is that? A third, a third rice, a third recruiting, a third young guy development is kind of what it is right now. Um, finish up really, really good uh, academically, so that was really good to see. And then um, we've been out on the road recruiting, doing that. We still got some guys, coaches out on the road recruiting. Um, you know, the older guys went about 10 periods today, more individual, just kind of getting back in the swing of things, running around, getting back in shape, let the young guys really get after it uh, at the end. And that's always good to see because, you know, some of these guys that either redshirted or, or walk-ons or, or um, you know, guys that haven't played a lot, getting, getting those live reps and, and getting out there and tackling and, and throwing the ball around and catching. And, and uh, so it's always good to see kind of a, a head start on spring ball. And, and uh, man, we... You know, we, we knew we had some good players in that in that kind of group, but um, you know, this always time of the year, you, you find maybe one or two of those guys that maybe play in the bowl game and and uh, kind of help you on either special teams or, or something like that, or, or provide quality uh, depth. So, um, I thought today was a really good day, it really was. You know, you talk about those young guys didn't play a ton during the season. Do uh, you think we'll see any more of them after they develop for a full season? Got a lot of higher reps. Do you think now they're a little ready? You might might see some more. Critical. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, we'll see. I thought PJ had a really good day today. It's always good to get him out there and let him run around and throw the ball. And he's just so dynamic with his legs, man. He, he really is. He's, he's a special player. Um, I thought JoJo um, did a really good job. Joe Landry on defensive line, he, he did a really good job. He's a really good player. Um, a couple of those safeties, young safeties, had a good day. So um, I don't know about for the bowl game, but, you know, they had a good day. We've seen some portal fallouts and some yep. players leave, but it doesn't seem like any of the any of the starters. A lot of a lot of players, guys like TJ Family, guys like Ishmael Mai, we're talking about. Do you yep. anticipate them playing the bowl game just for the record? Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll be playing the bowl game, uh, to my knowledge, and and um, you know they're locked in, ready to go, and um, and I've talked to both of them. Both of them have schools hitting them up, but you know I think they're really happy here, and and. Um, you know, it's one of those deals where I think the type of season we had, you know, the way we treat our players, um, you know, they really enjoy it here, and, and um, hopefully they decide to stay. How much does the success in year one change the recruiting pitch this year to guys than maybe it was when you first kind of walked in? Yeah, I think it changes a little bit, um, you know, just because – we have proof of it now, and you know now we're a program on the rise. We're now there was a lot of question marks year one. We were kind of selling a dream. Now, now they can really see it, and um, you know I, I think we have a lot coming back next year. And I think you know this this program's headed um, to new heights, and and I really believe we can do something really special next year. Obviously, we want to finish it off the right way this year is, is the main focus. But you know talking about recruiting and bringing guys in and and uh, you know adding some pieces here and there i think we got a chance to be really special and how do y'all go about juggling kind of the schedule you just kind of yeah. up? it's portal time it's early signing period yeah practice. yeah not a lot of balance um not a lot of sleep um you know Going to sleep at one o'clock, waking up early, getting you know, checking the portal, you know, making sure your high school guys are, are getting talked to and getting the attention they need, and then also your own guys, you know, just like you talked about, your guys on your roster. So uh, it's a tricky, tricky um, spot you're always in, especially now with the way college football is. But um, it, it's been good, and that, that's the part I really enjoy, to be honest with you, just kind of the go, go, go. Um, you know, 35 years old now. You know, had a birthday a couple of, didn't get a text from any of y'all. So you did text me. You did text me. Yeah. Yeah, you did text me. So
um, you know, one of those deals. But uh, yeah, 35. Man, it's crazy. Can you transfer portal? Can you go back like a year ago with, with PJ? What was that process like? You came from a you know power five type. Yeah. What was your approach to that? You know, getting him to come here. Yeah, I think um, you know it was one of those deals where kind of like I was talking about earlier, kind of selling them the dream, selling them the vision. And, uh, you know, he came in here and, and did it just like Ish, you know, come in here and he's first team All-American. Um, and, you know, that's always good when you can talk about, hey, this this guy was at this school or, or maybe not playing here or um, at an FCS school and, and decided to come here. And now, you know, they're all conference, they're All-American. Um, I think that always helps. Um, when you're recruiting, because there's there's proof in it and um, and the development and and um, so it's uh, obviously very very fortunate to, to have TJ come here and, and had a really good season and I think um, you know one of those deals I think this bowl practice for him will be great too getting those extra reps and getting um, you know ready for this bowl game and playing on ESPN and you know it's uh, it's great for his future as well. What do you think your biggest selling point was at the beginning of the day? Him coming here, I'm sure he had options. Yeah, I think just the offense um, and the the coaching that he would get, and um, I think you know both sides are very happy with with how it turned out, and and um, you know continue to get better. Coach, what, you know, you've had the experience of playing in a ball game. What is that? You know, how important is it giving these extra reps during you know during a time where normally you don't get these extra reps? Yeah, it really is. It, it, it's big for development of your program and. And you're bringing these recruits out here, and you got bowl practice to, to have them, you know, watch you and, and and do all that. It's just it's big for the program, and obviously the the exposure you get, uh, you know, from the game itself is really good. So, um, and just saying, hey, we're bowl, bowl eligible, we're going to a bowl game, and and you know, so all that is is big. Yeah, being at Tulsa, what was your experience like playing in these bowl games? Um, it, it, I think it was always positive. Um, you know. Your family gets to come see you play. It, it's a, it's always a little unique, and that's what I was telling the guys. Like we're gonna have a lot of fun. Like we had a lot of fun out there today. It's gonna continue to have fun, but um, you know, it's it's the bowl games are fun when you win them. When you lose them, you know, it's like you know one of those type deals. So we're gonna have fun, uh, but we're also gonna get our work done and, and make sure we're focused on the right things. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And with recruiting on signing day coming up next week, uh, how many more guys do you, are you expecting to sign on the 16? We know you have a handful committed, but what, yeah. is, what is your rough estimate? Of how many we'll see. It's just always a fluid situation, and, and um, we'll kind of see what it looks like on, on signing day. There's always some prizes and, and guys that are that are added there, so. Seemed like you guys had. You know, I know you can't get specific names. Some commits this weekend, uh, but how many did you have? We had a couple commits there, and and uh, got a couple. You know, guys on campus today. Um, guys that are showing up later in the week and, and this weekend. So th this whole week will be big for us because it goes dead um, next week. So this is kind of like the last. Um, time you get in front of them and their families until it goes dead. Now there's a you know for the especially for the high school kids now 
in January it opens back up for the portal kids a little bit, but we're hoping to get most of most of it done before then. Um, you know, just because, you know, they got to find an apartment, they got to get all that, or you know, I'm talking about the transfers, not high school kids. They they're in dorms first year, but um, so it's just one of those deals where this this next week will be really big for us. This week, what I'm talking about right now. But that one gave the guys to get this win and not just have that mindset of hey, we made a full goal, but just to go out there and win this thing. Oh, for sure, and I. And I just based off the practice today and the meetings, um, I thought today was really good. And um, guys are excited and flying around, and, and um, it should be it should be a really good game. I'm man, I'm excited about it. Like I told you, the the matchup, the getting to stay in Texas, I was just really fired up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think probably I don't get to campus a lot, um, but you know online the social media and and just the excitement from fans and and um you know i think a lot of alumni in dallas are really excited to get to go to the games and and uh, i think we are sold out of our tickets and all that so i think it's going to be a uh, at least packed house on our side yeah just looking off the table ross what do you think expecting from this rice team yeah you know i gotta dive into it a little bit more uh, the coordinators have really watched it i've all my focus has been on recruiting and academics this past week. I've watched just a little bit, but not enough to comment to, to give you an educated answer. You know, having recruited, you know, not only high school players transfer, you know, portal, but also junior junior college. Uh, what is that balance of just trying to making sure you're kind of hitting? Yeah, no, for sure. I and I think it, it, it's funny just the roster management part of it. I really enjoy and and uh, learned a lot uh, from year one and and. Um, like I talked about last last week, kind of the it'll be funny to see you know what what coaches you know especially new coaches decide to do what paths uh, they decide to take are they going to get a whole bunch of transfers are they going to go high school are they going to go a good balance I think it all depends on your roster and and you know probably your school that you're at um, I think it's still it's still about the high school kids um, getting. Um, enough of those guys to develop and, and, and get those guys ready to go, go and, and the culture part of it. And then the, the, the fine balance of finding those transfers that can come in and, and play. And, and um, so that's kind of what we're doing right now. We're trying to find that balance and, and figure that out. And, and the junior colleges are somewhere in between. They got a couple years left. They want to play, but they're usually not going to be pouting if they don't play because they're so happy to get out of junior college. So you got to find a, a, a good balance there between high school, junior college, and transfers. And you got your grad transfers that usually have one, maybe two years left. And then, you know, your four for four undergrad transfers, um, you know, really you're stuck with those guys. So if you sign an undergrad 4-4 transfer, you're stuck with that guy. He ain't going nowhere. So you got to find that that balance of, of knowing uh, the roster management part of it. Coach, I know you've done it a million times, but how would you describe the offense and what makes it appealing to quarterbacks? Yeah, I think it's just quarterback driven. I think, um, you know, for us, you know, starting myself playing quarterback and Coach Leftwich being a former quarterback and, and – um, you know, just the style of offense with the tempo and, and um, you know, throwing the ball around and, and, and getting real coaching. And, and um, so I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great place to play quarterback for sure. I mean, look at the, the numbers and the, and the quarterbacks that played in the system and, and um, what they do. And, and um, I think, too, that goes back to the evaluation of the quarterback and bringing the right guys in here that fit your system. And, but really, we've kind of showed that we can do it with any quarterback. Drop back, dual threat somewhere in between um, so uh, but I think it's finding somebody with with a trait that's unique 
Um, and I think, you know, obviously TJ is um, his size and his arm strength and his accuracy and um, his intelligence are some of the things that really pop off, um, you know, really the, the screen to me when, when I watch him. You know, with Coach, uh, Coach Bailiff, you know, he's been a terrible part of Texas State, you know, winning conference championship as a player, head coach now. He's seen this program going to their first bowl game. What does he mean to this program? Has he kind of helped you adjust, like, laughing and saying, right? Yeah, Coach Bailiff is awesome, and he's somebody that, you know, strategically I put his office right next to mine, and, and um, you know, just little things um, that, that he'll share with me, talking about the bowl game or talking about, um, you know, certain things that he has a lot of experience with that maybe as a head coach I don't. This is my first bowl game as a head coach. So just talking to him about some of those things. And, and obviously I got other, you know, uh, coaches I've talked to um, about all that kind of stuff. But somebody that's in-house that, that's ha done it at a high level and won a bunch of games and done it the right way, it's always good to have someone in your corner like that. The last couple of years we've seen the transfers reach the double digits around here and we were just talking about earlier it's not there and a lot of re-recruiting your own players and building culture. Yeah. Some guys here. But what what is that culture? Like when your culture a lot, what is what when when you think about the culture that you wanted to instill in these players that yeah. keeps people here, yeah. what is that? I think I think winning helps that talking about um and there's always, you know, there's always going to be guys that, that leave. And, and sometimes it's good for those guys to leave. That's what one thing I like about the portal. Like, it gives you guys an opportunity to go play somewhere. And, and so I'm good with all that. Now, there's certain things I don't don't like about the portal. But uh, I think, you know, we had a recruit here today, and he was just here at practice. So it's good. To, and the first thing I say, what did you think about practice? He said, I love the energy, and I love that I can be myself. I can, I can feel that. And I think that's something that I really – I strive, and you know, to do. You know, there's a, there's a certain um, there's a fine line there um, with guys being able to show their personality and 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 um, you know being themselves, and then the discipline aspect of it. So I think I would say um, that that's the culture of guys having fun, being able to show their personality, but also um, getting to work and, and knowing that that's how you win championship is 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 the hard work and the discipline. And um, like we talked about previously, I think that's something that will continue to get better the more we're here, the more we're able to coach these guys and just be around them and develop those relationships. Because um, I do, you know, I, I love these guys and they love they love our coaching staff and uh, we have a lot of fun. But, you know, it, it, it fires me up. And this is something that, that's been really cool for me when Ashton Hawkins send me his grades over the break and it's, you know, he's got all A's and B's like to me that, that fires me up because cause I, I know that he knows that that's important now because, you know, the way he handles himself in the classroom, you know, translates to the field and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So to me, that, 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 that's really fun for me as a head coach. It's, it's like, these guys are my kids almost. And, and you're kind of developing as, as people. And, and uh, so that, that, that's to me is, is what makes this place special. Coach uh, is, What's the plan as far as the uh, practices that you guys will have at Ford Stadium? Yeah. And is there any concern, like, because this is a stadium that I'll play in on a regular basis. Yeah. So is there any concern, like, with uh, I don't think so. There? I don't think so. Um, you know, it's always, as a head coach, I'm, I'm kind of like a, you know, like, who's that up there in the corner? You know, that kind of stuff, probably more than anything. Um, but I, I don't even know, I had to get with Connor, whether that's like um, – you know, are we practicing at the stadium, or we practicing in their indoor, are we practicing on the practice right. field, right. at the stadium. There you go. So, um, 
that that'll be good and and they got con some construction going on so that'll probably be the biggest thing to to figure out but um but yeah, I don't, I don't see any concerns as, as long as there's not just a bunch of, you know, people with Navy on walking around the, the stands, you know. I have to figure that out. We used to, no, I won't take that. <laughs> no, no, no. no, I don't, you know. Yes. Yeah, I think it'd be huge, and I think that I think that's really where the the focus is. Is is obviously, you know, you have your recruiting. That's that's part of it. You got to do that in college football, um, and you got to develop your younger guys. But as closer this game gets, the more we'll crank it up the intensity and and the focus uh, on Rice, and because um, that that's what I told these guys. Like going to a bowl game is great, but winning the bowl game is special. Uh, your ring's bigger. There's more diamonds in it, you know. People get excited about it, and and you remember the the ones you you, you won. So. Do you have state championship games with this week? And now your Buckeyes are yeah, playing for Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Uh, what is it? You know, I don't. You didn't get a chance to play at AT&T State, but what is a playing in the state championship game? You know, being able to finish your season at AT&T State, especially. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Um, I lost the first round. Um, you know, thirty nine, thirty six to to Liberty Ilo my senior year. Uh, my, my junior year lost to, to, to Tate, or my junior year, uh, yeah, I lost to Tatum in the fourth round. So, um, for my freshman year, I lost to Tatum in the first round. So it's uh, you know, it's tough. But the Buckeyes, I think they're going to get after him, and, and uh, they're playing a good team. But Coach Metzel does an unbelievable job there, and, and um, Coach Kennedy and all those guys, man, they they got a real staff and, and some really good players, and, and uh, I think the speed will be on display for the Buckeyes. But my brother got to win a state championship uh, for the Buckeyes and, and uh, beat West Orange Stark in, in the championship. That was cool to see. Watch him. Of course, they play that one. AT&T, yeah. That was AT&T, yeah. I watched it on a train going from Philadelphia to, to, to D.C. playing the, it was the Redskins then. Okay. I watched it on a train. Yeah. It was cool. TJ, <laughs> uh, you're warming up for, for bowl game practicing this week. It's a, it's a couple weeks away. What is the what is the feeling around the team? Getting getting to be bowl eligible, playing in one this month now the tier. How's everyone feeling? Yeah, just just like Coach DJ said, the energy around the building is is you know amazing. Everybody's here. Um, you got a couple guys that decided not to play, a couple seniors and stuff like that. But um, for the most for the most part, everybody's here. Everybody's ready to play. All the seniors are excited to be back. Um, it was good to kind of be back out there um, today and yesterday as well. We we had lift and run and stuff like that um, to get back out there, get moving, get throwing the ball and and. You know, handing the ball off and, and getting my timing back right with the guys and stuff like that. So it felt good. The energy was great. We got some of the young guys had a had a good day today. So, um, you know, like Coach, Coach said, we'll we'll keep building. Uh, the closer we get to the bowl game, and we should be good. Practicing this late in the season or in the year, I should say, finals were last week. Mary, you only have classes blocking you right. practice. How different is that? I mean, obviously, it's new for people here, but for you, like, what's it like doing? That? Yeah. So. With me being in grad school, like I'm only in nine hours, so I'm only in three classes and all my classes are online. So it's kind of like similar, um, you know, I, I'm not really going to class or anything like that, but I, I bet you for the younger, some of the younger guys that, you know, have six or seven classes that they have to go to, um, it, it's pretty good being able to only focus on football for a couple of weeks um, and, and then get your mind right, you know, ready to play right. So uh, it's not that big of a difference for me. I, you know, I've been taking care of my classes and my class has been over since October. So, you know, for me, I've been, you know, kind of focusing on football ever since then. What's the mindset of this team heading into this game now? Do you guys just have to be there, you know, or you guys get try to get that eighth win for you? Yeah, for so I think everybody on the team uh, wants to get that eighth win for sure. And I, and honestly, like 
whether you're going to leave, whether you're going to stay, you know, being able to, to put on on film that, you know, you're, you're playing well this late in the year and stuff like that, you're able to still be locked in. Um, I think that's important for everybody. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're just ready to win. We're, we want to go out there and show everybody that we are one of the top teams in Texas. And no matter who you play, you know, who, who we play in Texas, we can compete with anybody. We talked about during the season wanting to, to show, put tape together 12 starts, a full season is what you want. You're able to do that. What do you think a 13th start can do? If you wanted those 12, do you think that that will elevate your, your stock for the next level? Uh, do, you, do you think that's that's going to be pretty important? Um, I, I wouldn't put so much pressure on one game, like just, to, you know, being at the 13th start. But uh, I would say that, you know, throughout those 12 starts, the whole body of work, um, that 13th game would help boost those stats. Um, so if I can go out there and have another 300-yard game, three-touchdown game, of course, that would – you know, help my, my stats and my, my possibility of getting drafted this year. So, um, you know, I, I'm taking that into consideration. But, you know, like I said, I'm just focusing on focusing on winning. And, and you know, th this school, this fan base, this this community deserves that eight win. I was talking to Coach Lerler. I was asking him about a year ago when you were trying to make a decision where to go and where you had been in the past. How much research did you do, like, on Coach and his system? How much of that play into it, and you're just looking for a place where I can go in and play. Right. Is that, is yeah, that I, I I didn't do really much research on the coaching staff. Um, you know, it was really like when I once I got on the visit, I would kind of you know dig more into you know what they where they came from and what they did with previous quarterbacks. Um, you know, once I got on a visit here, I saw what they did with Cam Ward. I saw what they did with Lindsey, stuff like that. They showed me film, and you know, I was all about the football aspect of, of things, and that's the the one benefit about being a graduate. Um, you're not really too much concerned about getting a degree because you already have one. So um, being able to come in and, and really focus on, you know, trying to come in and compete and, and find the best place for me um, offensively because, you know, I had, a, I had a lot of Power 5 schools offer me and stuff like that, but um, did I want to put myself in a position where I was going to be battling three or four guys or would I want to come here with an amazing offense, amazing coaching staff, guys that are younger and up and coming just like I am and take that opportunity and run with it. And I think, it, like, like Jose said, it worked out, for, for, you know, good for both sides. Like a message, I think maybe the quarterbacks coming up. You're at Power Five. Right. You don't have to necessarily go there. You need to go somewhere where you can play. Right. Where you can show your skills. Right. You know, I'm sure other kids will be watching what's happening with you and others, sure. and start maybe looking at a smaller school. So right. To speak, you know, to show what they can do. For sure. Yeah. I, I, um, I've been mentoring a, a couple of young quarterbacks. I'm not gonna throw their names out there because uh, I don't know if they're comfortable with it. But um, been mentoring a lot of younger guys and, and just been telling them like you know, some of the power fives that you go to, like you're only going to get notified if your team is good. Like if you're winning and, you know, you have a good defense, you have a good O-line, good receiving core, then that's when, you know, you start to get notarized because there's a lot of guys out there that are just good, like great game managers, um, you know, that are playing on some good teams and, and that are getting drafted high because their team is good. So, you know, if you want to really go out there and showcase what you can do and, and you know, try to elevate your game, then, you know, the, 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 these leagues, the Sun Belt, the American Conference, you know, stuff like that um, are where you go to kind of show people that you can do it on any level. At the end of the day, what was it about the offense when you broke it all down? What was the most appealing thing to you compared to some of the other places you have been? Yeah, just the, just the command of the quarterback position, right? Just being able to, you know, everything is, is through me. Like, I signal to the receivers. I tell the O-line what to do. I tell Ish what to do in the backfield. And me and Ish have a great communication in the backfield. And, and I think you saw, like, that one-two punch, you know, the running game and then him hitting a big run. And then we coming back two plays later and hitting a big pass. So stuff like that, just the command of the quarterback position, 
um, Coach Leftwich and, and Coach Kenny allows the you know and he bragged about me being intelligent. But I take I take pride in, in in my football study and my football knowledge and stuff like that. So being able to do that, um, you know, and, and when you get to those bigger schools and stuff like that, those those offensive coordinators and the old line coaches, you know, they they've been around ball so long that it's hard for them to adjust to different quarterbacks and stuff like that. So. Um, like I said, with them being young, with them being up and coming and stuff like that, they try different things to, to try to see what's working. And, and hell, they, they got a hell of a formula. Yeah, we talked a lot about the transfer portal and things happening. Uh, you played in the bowl game, obviously. Are you going to be back with the Bobcats next season? Uh, I haven't made that decision yet. Uh, I have a lot, you know, to, to weigh, a lot of options to weigh. Um, you know, I, I'm focused on winning that, that eighth game and, and really putting up a decent game, um, you know, th this this upcoming um, I'm upset. I'm going to miss Christmas with my boys, but I I'll get New Year's with them. And um, but like I said, I I I'm focused on winning this bowl game, and, and we'll see what the future holds. You talk about the future. Is it what's the decision between Texas State or going pro? Or it, it's I it's all three options. It's going pro, staying here. You know, maybe entering the portal. You know, it, it just depends. Um, you know what what the best opportunity. You know what it is. We'll see. TJ, you've been part of bowl games with, at LSU and Auburn, but is it different, you know, helping Texas State get to their first bowl game, just like just energy and vibes around the program? Yeah, for sure. Just being a part of, of making history, you know, I think, you know, you, you, you don't really find yourself making history, you know, often and, and especially being an athlete, um, you know, going to those bigger schools and stuff like that. It's, it's really, really hard to make, quote unquote, make history. So uh, being able to, to do it here and, and help this, this university, this fan base, this town, um, have something to, you know, be proud of and stuff like that. that that's always uh, important. And, you know, if I was to come back next year, my goal would be to win a, a conference championship. That would be the next goal. All right. All-American, just smell lobby. Nice. You sound good? Yeah. You sound good? Yeah. What is it? Republication? Republication. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find Yeah, it's, it's exciting, excitement, um, a lot of energy. Uh, guys are ready to go out there and, and play and get and uh, hold that trophy up and stuff like that. You know, we didn't. This is our chance to hold a trophy up this season, and we're we're ready to go out there and and, and do that. So we're excited. Now, obviously, uh, FCS and FBS are two different because in FCS you got the playoffs. But what does it feel like being able to play in your first bowl game? It feels good. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's um, it's exciting to go out there and have an extra game and not just go home after, you know, after the season and stuff like that and, and, and do all that stuff. It's just it's real cool. Exciting to play that extra game. So. Body, uh, all American body now. How, how does that feel to hear? I feel, feel good. Yeah, it feels it feels real good. It feels it feels good. You know, obviously when you came here, you had you had a lot of goals that you wanted to accomplish. Did you did you surpass those goals with the twelve hundred yards, the leading the nation all purpose yards? Was that further than you anticipated? No, that's something I anticipated. Me, and my pops, and uh, my, my folks talked about is just reaching those goals, and, and I, I did surpass some of them. I wanted to get a thousand rush in and. And I and all that stuff, so I did surpass it. I said I, I surpassed the goal that I, I set, so it's pretty cool to do that. You know, coming here and transferring, we've talked a lot about, about the portal, 
and, uh, and, and guys coming in, choosing to, to come to Texas State. What was it about Texas State that, that you wanted to come here? But was it the offense? Was it the culture? Was it a combination of things? Or what, what made you want to Yeah, it, it was closer to home. Stay, I wanted to stay in Texas. That was one of the main things. And um, running back coach as well, which Coach Cam Martin. When those guys has made me come here as well, and in the coaching staff, Coach GJ and and the offense, how explosive they are, I felt like I fit in this offense and stuff like that, and, and all that good stuff. So yeah. You know, this last minute change with Eric Stevens uh, leaving. How much does that affect what y'all do at practice and preparing for this game? Oh, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's college football. Stuff happens, and you just gotta learn how to adjust. He was a good coach, a good guy. Uh, he taught us a lot of stuff and stuff like that, but it, you know, it's football, it's life, you know what I'm saying? Stuff happens, you got to learn how to just move forward and just keep pushing, so, yep. How do you all go about kind of juggling and having fun and enjoying the bowl experience, but this is also a football game that you're trying to win? Uh, just just knowing in the back of your head that we're trying to win a game and stuff like that, and the coaches preach that. They let us know. They remind us that, you know, yeah, the, all the fun is, you know, it's, it's about it. It's part of it. But at the end of the day, we're trying to win a game. We're trying to get that eight win for this team and, and just and just stuff like that. So This roster has a lot of guys who have played you know, non-FBS football before. Uh, what do you think it says about your success and this team's success uh, about FCS football and the talent that is there? Yeah, it's talent everywhere. It's not just FBS, you know, um, kids in JUCO, FCS like me. You know, it's talent everywhere. It's just put, um, getting the right guys and, and putting them in the right system and having them buy in and stuff like that. So it's talent everywhere. It just that goes to show you, like you said, that it's not just FBS players going around to FBS. It's FCS, JUCO kids. It's talent everywhere. You just got to find the right guys, stuff like that. So. Are you going to be back next season with the Bobcats, or what are you, what are you anticipating in the, in the offseason? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's a, it's a decision. It's a, it's a decision I, I'm, I'm going to have to make and stuff like that. But, I mean, I love, I love Texas State. Nothing wrong with Texas State and stuff like that. But, yeah. And just getting the recognition again for, you know, for you, you know, just what to say about you and your, your teammates. Mm -hmm. What do you say? You're the recognition for first team, you know, the All-American just for you and your teammates. Uh-huh. Is that more of a you thing or just for the line and everybody for you? Oh, say that again. Sorry. Is it, is it your recognition? Is it, is it because you're your O line? Like who played a part? You get. Oh yeah, yeah. O line. It's, it's a team. It's a, like for me. It's, it's a team thing. It's for everybody. Everybody contributes and all that. From uh, for first team All American. My my O line helped me with All American. Everybody. Everybody contributes. Yes, sir. Good question. I just didn't. My bad. Good question. <laughs> you know, you, you wore that that necklace with your mom on it. Um, to honor her, and you were just talking about your dad, how integral he was in, in the decision making and everything. Uh, if you, how how important is your family consulting your future? It seems like your dad, you obviously your family connected. You just talked about your dad. How how much do you consult with them when, when thinking about things that, that are off the field that have to deal with football? Still? Yeah, I mean, my parents they, they they play a big part of making decisions, stuff like that. They help me out. They put me through my injuries. They help me with my injuries, all that. Just just motivate me. And every time I I, I needed I need to make a decision or I got I'm going through something, I, that's the first people that I hit up, and they always give me good advice and stuff like that. They're my parents, you know. They they're the ones that brought me into this world. So those are the guys that I fall back into. So. Yeah, my whole family, everybody, because it's in Dallas. That's where I'm from. I grew up in Dallas. Like SMU is like 20 minutes, 25 minutes from from where I stay. So middle school coaches, high school coaches, my high school friends, everybody's gonna be out there. So it's, it's exciting that it was in Dallas. So hometown, hometown hero, something like that. <laughs> Did you ever play at Ford Stadium? No, I haven't. I haven't. I never played at Ford. I watched the game there, but I never played there. Yeah, that's something we kind of talked, Coach Kenny. A lot of a lot of 
from people from the steam are from the DFW area, you know, what is it like, you know, being able to go back, kind of go, go back home, play in front of your friends and family for the first time? You know, they're not having to come to San Marcos. It's just like a 20-minute Yeah, like yeah, it's exciting. It's a good location, and we're going to have a lot of fans out there. And like you said, we got a lot of people from DFW, so we're going to have a lot of fans out there pack the stadium and just bring a better, bigger energy for us. You know, we're going to play a little harder, just knowing that a lot of people out there watching us. It just it just makes us go harder and stuff like that. So, You know, obviously there's a lot of time. You see in the state championship team, South Oak, Duncanville, a lot of DFW teams playing for state champ. What is it about the talent like in DFW that makes it so special? It's just a lot of athletes, you know, a lot of great coaches as well out there, a lot of great coaches, a lot of good athletes. And I feel like DFW is just, it's just Texas. Texas football is just, it's just, it's just something different. So, just feel like that, yeah. Would you say it's definitely better than Houston? Yeah, it's definitely better. It's way better than Houston, yeah. Dallas football is way better than Houston. I feel like. That's my opinion. Throw it out there. You are up Central Texas. I throw it out there. They're not in it. All good. All right. Thank you very much. Thank y'all. I wanted to be at Texas State. Uh, I chose to be at Texas State. Uh, I'm from Texas. That was important to me. Um, I always knew if the right guy got this job, you better watch out.